You, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. This show is brought to you by patrons like Ridiculous Hat, Beef Squatch, and James W. It's only a dollar a month to join, and that'll give you slightly earlier access to the podcast, as well as really support the show. To join, check us out over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. We hope you enjoy this, our episode 224. Hello and well met. We are here today. I'm Guy Grumpy with uh, my co-host Noodle Swoop, and we have a very special guest today, uh, Prophecy, one of the first people that I met uh, really in the uh, Hearthstone community. He's into my stream early. He was the first to get the uh, the poem written for him uh, in my when I still had that opportunity. And uh, yeah, just an all-around great guy. Um, Prophecy, you care to to tell us a little about about yourself. Sure. Um, well, my name, Prophecy. People think it's Professor Essie, which is kind of fun and endearing. But I got I made up the nickname in like the early '90s on IRC back when I was in college. So I thought I was going to be clever with Prof S E. Thought it would be obvious. Well, it's not as obvious to everyone, but it's still cute to correct them. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, so I got into Hearthstone by first playing Magic the Gathering back in 1995. I started playing right Indeed. after yeah, Ice Age was released. And the first thing I did is I bought a box of Revised, a box of 4th Edition, and a box of Ice Age. And I proceeded to you know collect the different cards at the time. This was Moxes were about $100 mint. Beta, oh, alphas, alpha cards were frowned upon because you couldn't play them in tournaments. Um, beta cards were maybe about 10 to 20% premium on the Unlimited version. And so people, you know, some people really wanted black border cards, but not everybody mm -hmm. did. So growing where I grew up, I actually had the opportunity um, to play with John Finkel before he was famous. He actually used to come to my house. We booster drafted fourth edition and alliances, and I practiced against him and subsequently went other places and played people and would win jazams and time walks and time twisters off of them because they thought they could draft. And well... I wound up drafting with one of the best uh, limited players of all time before he was even 21. I think at the time he was like 17. Uh, another funny little anecdote for us, back in 96, we were driving out to a tournament in, near Nassau Coliseum. I don't remember exactly, was it at Nassau Coliseum or a hotel right nearby? Well, this was 96, no smartphones, no GPS in cars. No way to, there was no map service online. Uh, MapQuest wasn't even around yet. So we get lost, of course, being, of course. you know, so we get lost. We run into a boat, we go into a bodega looking for directions. And not only did we ha find someone who knew the directions, that person was a former cartographer, a person that drew maps. So he literally drew us a map, how to get to where we're going. We got there and everything was okay. Um, so then, you know, uh, I played, you know, through the, you know, 95 and 96 kind of quit, sold, a, sold all my cards and would play here and there. And then in 2000, in February, I actually qualified for the pro tour playing ex the wow. extended format during that time, the 
tyrant deck and people talk about you know meta defining decks the meta defining deck then was called necro donate or tricks t-r-i-x the deck was based around gaining 20 life on a card that had up like what was called a communal of upkeep so you had to pay two mana four mana six mana to keep it around and when you couldn't keep it around anymore it would deal you would lose 20 life well there was a card called donate which you would give it to your opponent and it would retain whatever level of upkeep it had so it's very similar to Hearthstone Treachery. So imagine I played a card that healed me for 30, and then every turn I would, let's say, destroy a mana crystal or destroy two mana crystals. But then I would still, at the very last instant, very last point in time I could successfully cast Treachery, I would give it to my opponent. It would then destroy all their mana crystals. They couldn't pay for it anymore, nor give it back to me because they're not playing Warlock or Treachery, and then they would just die on the spot. So that was how the deck ran. Um, so I built, I played against that deck five times in the course of the final eight and the Swiss rounds. So four, um, three times during the Swiss rounds and then twice in the final eight. And I did win the tournament, but I was not able to attend for work reasons. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. But it was still, it's good to say, you know, I did qualify for the pro tour, so I just never was able to go. Um, did you ever try again or, um, make it again? No, I uh, I did try again. Uh, maybe about a year later, there was another uh, another extended format, and that was local. And I went in there with a deck I thought it was going to win. I made it just outside the top eight, and then a couple years later, I played in the, in the New Jersey States tournament, and I placed seventeenth, having not really played the deck. I, the deck that I picked up was the Affinity. It was an Affinity artifact deck. I'd never played it before, mm-hmm. and I finished seventeenth. <laughs> so. Um, it was definitely fun. And then after that, I really didn't play magic much ever again. Uh, I saw MTG arena, but then a friend of mine that actually got me into magic initially in 95, he was playing Hearthstone and he told me about Hearthstone and it looked interesting. So I started to play and within the first hour, the first thing I tried to do was turn off the animations. And I was befuddled that there was no setting to turn off the animations in the, in the, in the menu. Um, and then, so I met a bunch of people in, in the, you know, the, the uh, Hearthstone community, and then eventually Mentalistic, who was a wild coach, convinced me to play wild. He's like, build Odd Paladin, craft patches, you'll be happy. So I did, started playing Odd Paladin, and this was in 2018. And that's why I got stuck into, you know, sucked into wild, and I've basically been there ever since. It's actually kind of interesting, uh... Odd Paladin was also my uh, drug of choice for the introduction to Wild as well. That that got me started with uh, playing Wild and also with patches. <laughs> it was right after the Even Shaman was nerfed, and oddly enough, you know, people complain about how expensive Hearthstone is. Had you crafted Even Shaman when it first came out, when the Witchwood was released, you would have had a viable deck for a tier one, tier two deck for over two years with one deck. And it was a very inexpensive deck because I believe that deck didn't even have any epics for a long time until, you know, different flavors of it came out. But you were looking at a couple legendaries and the rest were commons and rares and basic cards. So Mentalistic actually coached me to my first time uh, legend um, in Wild uh, with the Even Shaman deck. So know how powerful that could have been. Exactly. Now it's been dwarfed in power. Yeah, four mana, seven sevens, just don't cut it. (laughs) Right. 
so what what's your uh, favorite set been? Well, for overall in the gameplay, when I was playing standard before Wild, I just loved Deathstalker Rexar. So Frozen Throne had to was probably my favorite, even though I started playing after Frozen Throne was released. I actually got Deathstalker Rexar free doing the Ice Crown Citadel um, little uh, solo adventure, and mm-hmm. my the prized legendary at the end was or the uh, the hero card was Rexar, and I learned how to craft beasts from Death Star V3. Arguably, you know, I don't think he plays anymore, but was the greatest hunter player in the world for a very long time. So I learned how to craft beasts with him. And then actually there was a relatively recent tavern brawl that had, uh, it, was a, it was called Rise of the Zombies in October, uh, end of October. And everybody starts as Deathstark or Rexar with the zero mana hero power. And it amazes me how poorly people build beasts. It, <laughs> I'm like, you have a free hero power. You start with three mana. Why is there not a beast on three, on beast on four, beast on five, beast on six? And I'm like, well, you're not playing a beast. So you get out tempoed by someone that knows how to build a beast. So that's my favorite card and probably my favorite set because I, I did like the first round of hero cards. I still like Gul'dan. Uh, I still think Jaina is, you know, Jaina is a lot of fun. Uh, but Deathstark Rexar is obviously not that good in Wild now because the Beast Pool is just too big. But when it was meta in Standard, it was great because the Beast Pool was was much more uh, much more shallow. Excellent. So. Uh... I know you, you listeners probably think I forgot this, but uh, because this is the Happy Hearthstone, we like to know what's making everyone happy. So, uh, Prophecy, do you have something in mind? Sure. I would say the fact that 2021 is over is a, uh, <laughs> I'm very happy about that. Um, and this also being my first podcast, or being on my first podcast, that also makes me very happy. Well, it's well, definitely happy to have you. Yeah, great to have Thank you. you. Thank you. Um, so guy, what, what's making you happy? Uh, actually today was a holiday for me. It wasn't known to be a holiday, um, until about Wednesday of last week. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a surprise, but really nice to have the extra time to come and uh, record this episode with you guys. So thank you. Awesome. Always, always good to have, uh, that extra time off, especially when you're not, not expecting it. It like, uh, gives you a chance to be like, oh, you know that thing I've been waiting to do, I can complete it out. Uh, So for me, uh, one of the things that's making me incredibly happy, and actually it's something that probably was was just starting as last week's episode was recorded, um, is there are a bunch of people that are making like uh, kind of role play accounts on Twitter for characters in Hearthstone. And there's a lot of people that are like, oh, that's cringe or, or whatever. But for me, um, the the small little interactions between like Guff and Cariel and Tamsin, um, they, they bring me that little bit of joy when I'm like deep in it at work. And all I have the time for is like that quick little like, let me see what's going on on Twitter. And it's like those small little interactions that are just kind of funny little haha things, but they make me happy. So I wanted to, to highlight that. That's, that's my little joy for uh, this week. Did you end up following all of the characters or just stop after guff? Cause the novelty had worn off. 
Uh, so uh, I started with Guff, and I started with responding to Guff because Guff was one of the first ones that that popped up on Twitter. So like, I would I sent him a picture of my dog, to which he he liked the 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 post and everything, and said that he'd be really good friends with my dog, which was great. Um, <laughs> and, and then I would uh, from there I only um, followed or liked the posts that were by um, Paladin specific characters. So like. <laughs> Like Cariel now follows me, Uther now follows me. Surprisingly enough, I'm actually I have more Paladin wins than Uther does, so I'm more of a Paladin than Uther, which I didn't think wow. was possible. Um, <laughs> and uh, also, Suranoyo actually has one too, so I'm following him, uh, which that has amounted to not much. It's a lot of hello and little emojis that I have <laughs> no idea what his posts actually mean, as you'd expect. all right so let's get back into the hearthstone parts uh one of the reasons i wanted to bring prophecy on to talk to us was tavern brawl doesn't really get a lot of uh respect or coverage in podcasts or or anything it's kind of more of an afterthought but uh, every time there's a um there's a build your own deck then I get a, the deck from Prophecy and win on the first try. So it's always been a great relationship there. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, your Tavern Brawl experience? Well, I look at the Tavern Brawl in a similar way that I looked at to the solo content. You know, a lot of people don't play the old solo content in Hearthstone, but there actually there is a small speedrunning community for it. And they try to build a deck that wins all the time. I look at the Tavern Brawl in a similar fashion in that there is usually a broken mechanic to abuse from one of the classes, from some, you know, probably dusted, long dusted wild card that a lot of people don't have anymore. So, but then there's plenty of ones that are cooperative as well. But as far as the constructed ones go, the most recent constructed one that is really abusive was right around Christmas, or actually it shouldn't be between Christmas and New Year's where everybody got a i think the zero four zero fours that would give a uh, treasure of some fashion i think they were legendaries they would give so if you would kill the zero four you would get a legendary in your hand well a really good way to abuse that well is evolve shaman with ice fishing and the two card combo where you poison and kill their entire board so if you could ice fishing on two you could then get four and I believe the legendaries were discounted by three. So you can get four minus three cost legendaries in your hand on turn three. And then if you played as some sort of evolve mechanic, you'd be able to evolve your own treasures into something that wouldn't, that wouldn't have the death rattle anymore. So you'd be able to abuse evolve shaman to thwart your opponent's quest to try to get cheap legendaries. You'd be able to get four of them. They would get zero and you'd proceed to win. That was the most recent constructed one. The one before that was called the Gift Exchange. That one was called the, excuse me, the Wacky Waxy Winter's Veil. And then before that is Gift Exchange. That's where if you kill the treasure, whether it's your own or your opponent's, you would get a card that had a uh, that was had a five cost discount to it. Or you would get things like the snowballs, which would return up to three things to your opponent's hand. 
and whatnot. So the goal there was that you would play warlock or priest, and you would try to blow up as many things on the board as possible to hoard all the treasures so your opponent wouldn't get any really broken things and you'd be able to out-tempo them, etc. So those are the kind of things that I would abuse. So that deck, either, again, Priest or Warlock went really well because with Warlock, you could play that zero mana uh, Doom card where you'd just be able to kill your own treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, you would be able to play uh, Plague of Flames where you'd be able to kill your board and their board and, again, all the treasures. Um, and anything that would sacrifice stuff on your side to help sacrifice to, to kill things on your opponent's side, any cards with that mechanic went really well in that brawl. Um, Priest, I think, if, if you were in a heads-up mode, if you weren't playing Priest or Warlock, you basically just got blown out. If you were playing in some sort of Priest or Warlock mirror match, I think Priest would have the, the longer-term ability with the card pool to outvalue the Warlock over time. But if you wanted to play a really low-to-the-ground aggressive one, you know, Warlock could continuously blow up treasures on your own side and your opponent's side, basically from turn one. Um, and then you'd be able to hoard all the treasures. So that was fun. Yeah, I like the ones that uh, that you can do that, where you steal all the stuff from, from theirs, as well as the faster ones that uh, uh, by turn four, then you kind of know who's going to win. And there's a lot of those too, thanks to, to you. Um, <laughs> but uh, how, what's your thought process on making those? Do you spend a lot of time or, or um, like refining it or... Uh, you pretty much have the idea, go see if it works, and then share it with me. Um, well, I, I, I first I search around because, again, a lot of these duels have been repeated. So people have found mm-hmm. broken mechanics before. So I can't take all the credit that I'm, you know, I've created all these things myself. Usually I'm searching around at, the, at previous ones or remember different brawls where I was like, oh, yeah. You know, like that one that where you, it's called top two where you play just two cards. Well, in big and in patches is you know, it seems yeah. like, you know, the, the best two card combo you have, because you could, if you're going first, you could put out five, five, six, five, five patches or, or six, seven, seven patches out and you just win the next turn. And there's no, there's nothing that can stop it. There's something that you can slow it down, but the only way to slow it down is to, is to have the opponent play patches and plague of flames, but then they only have one, one patches and you're at five fives or seven sevens on, on and on. So there's no real way for them to contest the board and win. They could just not lose immediately. Uh, so I can't figure out a way to thwart, to stop that. You know, even in the mirror, if you go second and you put out seven, seven patches or nine, nine patches, doesn't matter if your opponent has five fives, you can't win because they have 31 damage on board. Um, so coin hero power doesn't work, nothing. So there's nothing you can do. Uh, so, but those, those are pretty straightforward and I were discovered again, when Embiggen came out three years ago, somebody discovered that one. So I can't take any credit for that deck at all, but I'm sorry, go ahead. So with that, you're, you say there's a bunch of them that repeat. Is there one that's like your favorite? Like when that one comes up, you're like, oh yes, thank goodness. It's, it's back again. I'm going to have so much fun while it's in the tavern. Well, the one that I created, I think the most oppressive deck for, and it requires people to have never pressed the dust all button. So the only person I know who has 11 totemic surges besides myself is guy grumpy (laughs) and the reason is for some reason this build breaks the rule of two for non-legendaries 
So you can stuff four totemic mites, which are which you would have because you had two goldens and two regulars from the the old basic set, and then you would have eleven totemic surges. So in this this tavern brawl is based on you each build you and your opponent each build half a deck, and then you smash the decks together, and you both get a copy of it. Well, if you're not playing shaman and you're not playing amalgams. 15 cards that buff totems really doesn't do anything and are completely dead draws for your opponent. Um, so I actually had an opponent one time, had 10 cards in his hand, played out all totemic buffing cards, and then can proceeded to concede because you just have all these dead draws. So that is my favorite. It's called Half and Half, and the last time it came out was September 29th, 2021. So if you've never pressed the button and have 11 totemic surges and four totemic mites, you can play this brawl correctly. So how many times do you play a given tavern brawl? Well, if I have the quest, then I'll, you know, the, um, the weekly play five, I'll probably, mm-hmm. I, if it's a tavern brawl that I like, I'll play five. Back in the day when you, be able, when you got gold for playing it directly, I would play it more often if there was a fun one. Or if, if one of the classes lined up with one of the daily quests where you know you have play three demon hunter, paladin, druid uh, quests, and one of those classes lines up really well with the brawl, you can quickly get your three games in to get your quest done, get your free pack, etc. I, I think I've actually played that that one uh, tavern brawl with the half and half, and and been upset once it once I realized the lack of totem stuff that I, that I had, and it probably all stemmed from you played enough of people against enough people that they've picked up the deck idea as well and, and ran with it. Um, and I've had like that idea of like, oh, you know what? I'll do quest paladin. They, you know, they won't be happy to try to work through all the quests, and they end up beating me with my quest. And I'm like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I, I don't know how you come up with those ideas, but for me, it's like I always end up coming up with like the the idea that ends up shooting me in the foot. Well, the problem <laughs> with the problem with that with that brawl is is that you cannot craft past two copies either. So if you don't have if you if you press the button and you dusted your totemic surges, you can never craft beyond four. You can craft two golden and two regular, but you'd only be you'd be capped at four of them. So you can never get to eleven. So like I said, the only other person I know out there that has eleven or more, probably I don't know how many guy grumpy has, but I'm sure it's well more than eleven because it is a common card. But the only one I know out there that has eleven of them is going to be him. Nobody else. <laughs> Maybe everybody interval from last week's. Uh podcast but yeah there's not very many that would keep that wait we know that he dusts all of his non-golden oh, that's copies right. though you're right, you're right. <laughs> so well Good the point. other thing is maybe i uh, maybe giving you that deck because i gave it to you when i first made it initially um when the brawl first came out so maybe you kept your extra totemic surges around just in case well, I'm actually keeping them all on the button still. So uh, unless they get nerfed for some reason, then uh, I'll have them until we push the button finally. When are you going to push the button? Because I noticed you did eclipse your 1 million dust on the button like a couple months ago, correct? Uh, no, we're we're about 20% of the way there. So mm-hmm. there's still a long way to go. And I'm going to hold it to the community just because I like to see it. Uh, I, I kind of hope that it goes viral a little bit as we get closer, you know, because I'll have maybe 1.2 million uh, on the button. But uh, so, so I get to go ahead and repeat what I'm saying before, which is that there is a copy pasta 
in his chat that goes around that essentially says that the dust button is the proverbial carrot on said stick and that the button will never be pressed. It just gets you to keep coming back. (laughs) I I like that. I like that. That goes with influence techniques. I like that a lot. Either way, I I don't think it's the dust button that's getting me to come back to his channel anyways. It's uh, all the other stuff that goes on. Anyways, it's a lot of fun to be in his channel. So, Well, not only did I get the first poem, I was the first repeat person to get the second poem, I believe. And I did yep. request, I, I think I did request a third poem or it was disabled when I went back for the third poem. But I was trying to save it for the birthday call. I don't know if I'm <laughs> able to get that one, though. That takes a little while, so... I think it's yeah, like think- three years without does, does like using any channel points or something like that. It's highly dependent also on me uh, playing more and longer straight strips of time so that people have a chance to build up the, the dust for it. Jilly's also saving up for the call on the birthday, but so you may have some competition there. <laughs> Jilly's my girlfriend. If you, uh, ah, you know. I gotcha. I did not know. All right, so you're not just about the tavern brawl. Uh, What's your favorite mode? Uh, I main wild. Um, So I was a standard player, standard hunter player when I first started playing because I got Deathstalker or Rexar for free. And at the time, hunter was inexpensive, so I started playing that. But then Mentalistic, the uh, wild coach extraordinaire, and arena coach, by the way, if anybody's looking to get better at that, he said, switch to wild. You won't regret it. So he convinced me to do that in the spring of 2018, and I've been playing wild ranked ever since. So this month I hit legend playing even warlock, and That's with so 11x good. bonus, and hopefully I, with a 60% win rate. So I hope I retain my 11x bonus because losing that is so frustrating. <laughs> I can imagine the 11 star bonus is something just out of my reach. And I know Noodle just got there uh, recently uh, himself, but I don't think I ever will. Well, for standard, actually, and uh, oddly enough, um, I've actually gotten an 11x bonus one time in Wild. Um, and I, it was with, uh, I want to say Tax Paladin was what I was using to do that. But that's more way more meta than I usually go when I'm playing in Wild, because in Wild, I generally play to have fun. <laughs> Although it, it, I still eventually probably switch over at some point because I'm, you know, I want to make legend before the end of the month. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I do like standard sometimes, and I do do the majority of my quests in standard. And recently had a 16 game win streak in standard, but it's not near 11x because I don't care to grind that high. So I'm playing kind of uh, in the shallow end of the pool. So not to put other players down, but you know. Being, you know, if you're an 11x wild player, you probably are about 11x standard player. So I'm playing against folks, you know, playing fun decks at 5x, 6x. So 16 wins at that level is not the same thing as Jay Alexander hitting, I believe it was 18 wins in a row at like mega uber high legend. It's a completely different, diff- different uh, stadium on that one. Oh, definitely. And, and, and even uh, for myself, like I'm, I'm in that 11x range uh, right now in standard, I, like to, even to be able to maintain it in one uh, mode, I think requires a, an attention and a, a different type of play style, let alone to be able to do it in two modes. It's a challenge. Um, I don't see how I could maintain that. But that's also because like, I think when, once you pick your main mode, that's that's where you focus. 
And you're going to be spending a lot more dust maintaining that in standard because you have to be ready to switch up decks. You know, you might have to go out and craft something because, you know, you have what are now tier two decks because something happened. And, you know, yes, you can climb with tier two, you can climb with tier three, you can climb with homebrew, but getting 11x, maintaining 11x, and we start fighting against meta decks. If you're not playing a meta deck, it's not that easy, you know. (laughs) For for sure, and and for myself, like I I tend to do it from that viewpoint of like I'm Paladin first, so if I'm not doing it with Paladin, I'm I'm probably just not doing it. Um, so I, that's oftentimes uh, too where I think I end up falling out of the eleven axes because yeah, right now Paladin's just not tier one, tier two. It's tier three or tier four, or you know, it's finding the solution that actually works. Uh, it's interesting too because the first time hitting eleven x, it was like when Paladin was in the bottom rung and it was the evolved shaman slash uh world kick uh rogue meta and uh i got there because i was building a a deck that literally was designed around abusing them (laughs) so i mean it's you i think you can get there with any deck it's just sometimes you have to be able to figure out how to tech against the meta and sometimes those techs still aren't good enough especially if the meta is is as varied as it can be which right now it's not even varied it's just the fact that like there's one tier one deck and uh or tier one class i should say because there's a variety of decks and there's not much counterplay against that either they they're they're just always going to be able to consistently produce right now i'm sure i assume you're referring to rogue and the fact that you can play poison rogue you can play what stealth rogue I forget what the name of it is, but I think it's Stealth Rogue. Or you can play the hybrid of two where you play Poison with some of the broken cards like Knowles. And yeah, that's it's very oppressive. Yeah, the the it's you're either poison or thief, right? That's yeah, what thief. It is. That's yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, thief. Yeah, and uh, then there's even the hybrid. And I've even seen uh, one streamer go and make like a three win condition rogue where you're like poison and Garrot and also uh, thief stuff. So it was like, uh, okay, so now they're just riffing because they're like, haha, here we are at the top of the top of the rung, and there's not much you could do about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Garrod is a, even nerfed is definitely a rough card, especially when they set it. They set it up correctly, but yeah, it, it's it's very abusive. And again, talking about streamers, you flip over and look at Jay Alexander's stream, and he's got like a thousand plus people now out of nowhere. And it's like, well, really great at Rogue. Rogue is really popular. <laughs> Everyone wants to play Rogue. Everybody's going to watch him and want to play better. So, you know, when Rogue is not great, you know, it has far fewer viewers. Um, but he's an interesting streamer. I really like watching his stream too. He's got a great sense of humor. I tease him that he uh, works for Comcast, although I know he doesn't. He's actually a college professor. But oh, really? I do tease him that yeah, I do tease him that he works for Comcast. <laughs> so he's a teacher and you're a professor, huh? No, not a professor. I'm just a <laughs> I'm just a software developer. Nothing. To, I only have a bachelor's degree. Nothing that would warrant me a professor, even an, uh, an in, interim professor or anything like that. So you've mentioned a couple streamers uh, already, but do you have any other favorite streamers apart from myself and Noodle, of course? Oh, well, that's, that, that is uh, obvious uh, that you guys are up there. But as far as streamers go, I like to balance. I've always preferred smaller streamers because I always feel like a lot of folks have great interactions. You know, whether they have as a few viewers, 20 viewers, 30 viewers, 50, 100, a lot of streamers, you know, 
the people are just people and you know, you, you're polite to them and nice to them and interact with them, try to get a feel for how much sarcasm. I like to be sarcastic and joking and whatnot, just to kind of get noticed. And if they play back at that, it's great. So as far as, you know, I would say there's streamers out there that I would put in the first category. We'll talk about learning how to play better. If you want to learn how to play standard better, you're a fool to not watch old guardian. If you want to play, if you want to get to legend, if you want to get 11 X watch old, Guardian. there's absolutely nobody better to watch to learn how to play the game. Every turn is meticulously thought through every play you know, is discussed, you know, sometimes out loud or after the fact. And if he messes up, he actually, you know, ex- he will go back and watch his replay if you think you've had a better line, etc. So if you want to get better at standard, you watch Old Guardian. Now, as far as Wild goes, there are some streamers that really stand out in terms of chat interaction, quality of play, and skill. And I think the person right now that encompasses all three of those is probably Martian Boo, who can play at top. I, I kind of break wild down like this. You've got people that hit legend, people that are 11X players, and then people that can get consistently top 50, and then the people that are like top 10. Now, since I'm neither top 50 or top 10, I don't. I, it's hard for me to tell the difference because I'm not that good, but I do know some names that are always up there. But for someone that can play kind of any deck, has fun, great chat interaction. I put Martian Boo first, and then Get Meowth is just under that, where he does almost as good a job as Martian, but I think he does a slightly better job. Plus, Martian's wife does appear on stream once in a while, and she's funny because she's like, I can take over now. And then she's like joking, saying, I'm going to play the game and walks away. I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get Jilly to uh, to do that for more bio breaks. Just like, hey, come in and take uh, take my place for a moment, but she'll never do it. Too, she might uh, shy she, in front of the camera. She might do it if you play more battlegrounds. I know uh, when yeah. you were doing some of those battleground streams, she was uh, definitely part of that. Good point. <laughs> so, do you play battlegrounds much, Prophecy? I only when I get that one quest where you have to win a battlegrounds for the weekly fifteen hundred. That's the only time I play the the mass hysteria simulator. And other than that, it's not, I'm not that, I'm not that much of a fan. Um, I, I see the strategy, and there's no disrespect to the strategy. It's not my kind of strategy game, but I, I know that there are people out there that are excellent battlegrounds players and excellent at understanding, you know, what they need to do to win. I just don't have the patience for that mode. I, I like building. I like the deck building aspect, and I like the teching of cards. And you don't get any of that in battlegrounds. You get a, it's not Hearthstone. It's just it's a very different game. So just not my style of game. Kind of like mercenaries. What's your thoughts there? Again, you know, I, I think there's something to be said for mercenaries. And I think, again, it's, an, it's again, it's not Hearthstone. So I think that there is a lot of skill could be ramped up there. But I don't think Blizzard has done a very good job of it from what I've seen from the people that play mercenaries. Or I've played it. Um, I don't play it at all. So when I get those deal 100 holy damage quests, I'm like... I'm not doing this. I'm re-rolling this because I'm not going to... I don't even have a... I don't think I even have a, a card in Mercenaries that does holy damage. So I'm like, I can never complete this quest. This is not cool. So... Right. Yeah, I think it was like a thousand uh, damage with a particular uh, uh, type. Yeah. So too much and to do in Standard. It's, yeah. it's, it's actually quite a challenge too, even if you do have those cards because like some of them are hard to come by. So like 
it took me forever to get Uther, and he's one of the ones that can do some of that holy damage. Um, so it, it is fair for a lot of people to be like, there's no way I can achieve those uh, completions. And then on top of it, like, there's been times where I'm like, oh, well, holy damage, I'm a paladin, I can do holy damage. And I'm like sitting there doing city tax over and over and over again. And I'm like, how come I'm not getting any holy damage as I look back at my quest? And then I look back at city tax, and I'm like, oh, it's not a holy spell. Uh. So Noodle, since you're such a big Paladin fan, I'm a, I, I, I highly, I assume you did the Ice Crown quest to get the Uther, cha- I mean, excuse me, the um, the champion for for Arthas. Arthas, Arthas champion. Yes, I'm assuming you have the Arthas champion. Is that your main skin? Uh, so uh, I, I'll be fair. Um, I don't. I I've only been able to complete one of the heroes on that. So like, if you say you do a lot of the solo content, I think you might need to give me some deck lists to be able to like even come up to challenge that. And the last time, the last video that I think was ever made to like do that challenge, it's it's now aged quite a bit. Um, and so it's for like cards that probably were in standard and. Uh, like my wild collection just isn't big enough to be able to be like, okay, I can sit down and do this. Um, and so if anything, it'd be like, okay, point me in the right direction for resources for, for that uh, achievement. Cause I, I, I've managed to get, get through with one hero. And I want to say it was with priest. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, you, yeah a, a death rattle, uh, res priest is probably the easiest one to get through. Um, and then when you emote Arthas, he tells you, hush. He's like, shh, shh. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, time he's like trying to silence you. It's funny. It was um, funny. And uh, I think other than that, like, I just, I, I haven't been able to, to, to manage to figure it out. And it's probably just a matter of now I need to sit down with, especially now that we have all those hero cards. I bet mm-hmm. those hero cards actually can help you quite a bit to be able to, to complete out the challenge. Well, if you know the, what I find for those challenges, the funniest deck there's a rogue deck that you can build with Mechathun. If you have Mechathun and Anka the Buried, and you the deck has about seven cards in it that are playable, and the other 23 get destroyed by Arthas on purpose. So you have a seven card, what becomes a seven card deck, and you win on turn six with it. Interesting. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty funny. The, the speedrunners have speedrun that, so I, I got that deck from the speedrunners. I did not build that. Um, I did build... Um, I did... I forget which class. I have to go through the classes to take a look, but I did build one or two decks for that, but the rest of them, I either got ideas and tweaked them. A lot of folks ran the Murloc package for those decks uh, initially to... Um, because you could you get on board and control board and a lot of neutral cards, so a lot of the old deck guys use the, the Murloc package for that. All the you know really you know, decent neutral Murlocs, etc., that you could build out, and so you can win with all the, with win with the classes. Um, there's a it's, each of them have like a different a different twist. Like you know the priest, you get silenced. Rogue, it destroys all your spells. You can only play minions and weapons, so you can abuse that. I believe the druid one has a um hasn't has i forget the druid twist but there's something that's very abusable with the druid twist where i think it's under three mana cards get destroyed or something like that so you can you know you can get your deck down to a certain point where you're really not playing with any rng per se but if you want help with that i'd be more than happy to uh steer you in the right direction and help you achieve that 
with uh, different techs and whatnot. And a lot of them, you know, there's a lot of old ones that work with a lot of, ba as long as you kept your basic cards when they got rotated to classic and whatnot, there's a lot of uh, cards you can get, you can use from, from those that, that do work. Excellent. And that, that would definitely help me out. So if you're asking me what portraits I'm using right now, I'm definitely, I just got to the end of the rewards track. So I'm using the like Dungeoneer Cariel for, for majority of like my standard decks. And right now in wild, because I'm playing uh Vandar clown paladin, I'm using Suranoyo because he kind of fits that whole circus <laughs> theme. <laughs> and, yes. and also I love just like, overly emoting people in wild because i'm there to have fun and um it's just hilarious the responses that you get back because like people respond to all kinds of things it's like i just said wow and you're like threatening me okay cool <laughs> <laughs> so you're why we need the uh turn off uh, emotes no, because when once the Cariel hero portrait hero card is played, then I stop emoting. So it's all good. Just let me play Cariel. You want a, a funny side note for the emotes? So there is an add-on that you can put in Hearthstone Deck Tracker, which will auto squelch your opponent. Right. Okay. I was. Uh, I think I was on voice chat at the time with Blue Train, a small wild streamer, great guy. And he had it turned on. Well, at the time, for whatever reason, he was playing Priest. I don't know, this was a good, maybe like a year ago. I guess Priest was meta at some point, and he was playing it. And I think it might have been Reno Priest. And what happened was his deck tracker crashed. And then when it booted back up, the first thing it did was try to squelch his opponent. Well, he happened to have the mouse button held down on heal, healed his opponent for two, and that two life actually made the difference and he lost the match. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. No disrespect to Blue Trained, great guy. But it's, again, it's one of those things where I was like watching it and he's like, he's like, how did it heal his face? I don't get it. I'm like, I think your deck tracker did it. So <laughs> I think he disabled it after that. And <laughs> he just squelches by hand from now on. I've had the same experience uh, before too. And so I know how frustrating that can be. I, it seems like they should have something in the client, though, that allows you to do that without having to resort to potentially game uh, uh, disruptors, right? Exactly. Yeah, game add-ons. But if, if real quick, back on the Tavern Brawl, if anyone's having problems with this week's Tavern Brawl, I highly recommend anytime that there is a Tavern Brawl where you can pick the class, but you can't pick the cards, Demon Hunter has the smallest pool. Of cards well it's easy to, to say that not only do they have the smallest pool of cards the power level of their cards on average is higher than the rest of the classes because they really don't have any junk i mean they have some mediocre cards but there's plenty of demon hunter cards where where if they were in other classes they'd be one or maybe even two mana more even now so if you wanted to win the current brawl pick demon hunter and, and if you're on the coin coin the two cost pirate on one and build up board tempo and continuously pick demon hunter cards and you should have no problem winning. Great tip. Yeah, that's and always helpful. I mean, because I I feel like I'm one of those where it's like, oh, Tavern Brawl, I, I know which class I'm going to pick and it's oh. never that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, maybe it should be. And uh, well, there is some pirate synergy with Warrior and Rogue, but Warrior has the worst, well, one of the worst hero powers or the worst hero power. 
and something like that. And rogue again, there's tons of bad rogue cards where there's just really not that many bad demon hunter cards. Plus the you know one mana attack can make a difference for you know some board control, etc. Also too, if anyone's looking for help with the solo content. If you haven't beat like One Night in Karazhan or beaten League of Explorers on Heroic, I'm referring to, you know, I can help with those or point you in the direction of where to get decks that will help you with those. I did build a few decks for those as well. So those are some of the fun things that I, I've done in the solo content. I think it's, it's what I try to do is I try to build a deck that wins 100% of the time, even though that's impossible, but I try to push it to where it's going to win like every time you play it or almost every time but there's some boss fights that are so oppressive that a 60 percent win rate is like equivalent of 100 percent. you're really not going to push it past there because like the the um Rafam unleashed he's getting 10 10s on turns three six nine twelve i mean that's not easy to deal with on a consistent right. basis you know if you don't have a shadow or death ready to go you know you're kind of dead to <laughs> 10 tens on turn you know when you're on you know on his turn four they can attack so and, and i get that too i actually really enjoy a lot of the solo content the savers of old doom with the was it the tombs of terror is what they called it i think right that, oh the, oh that stuff oh yeah 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 like, i played the tombs of terror to the death like, oh I, could, I have i have the card back for heroic too and I, I i love the fact that i have that card back because i, I mean i pl- i played it so much and i i think that's even when i i started to watch a lot of uh Kruparian. He was doing a lot of that too, and uh, that 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 was exciting for me. I, I really love that content. Oh yeah, the the final boss in that one. There's somebody figured out the best order of champions to pick. You start with the druid Elise, and then you go to Reno. And the whole point is that you get the sorceress out and the Reno hat, and you basically just keep cast. And, and then there's a card from the druid that when you play it on her, you get like two copies of it back to your hand. So you basically just put infinite Reno hats and then you OTK the, the final boss for, you know, 300 damage with a fireball or something. Um, so there's that to do. I, f- I loved playing that Tombs of Terror with, uh, with Bran and Flo, his treasure, where it was that two mana 4-4 four, four that gave you uh, a death rattle and on Battle Cry you would get a treasure. I actually got a deck that was like all it was was flow and i had like free flow like zero mana like 8 8 flows on on turn 1 just ridiculous things going on by constantly getting the hearthstone and going back to bob's tavern so i would just play and keep keep the enemy alive they get the hearthstone go back to bob's tavern you know tune the deck more go copy flows buff flows remove other cards etc and do that over and over and over again and made the most degenerate deck you can imagine oh, I, I, and i love that that was my favorite thing was exploiting that hearthstone I, that was a lot of fun i mean and it's funny too because I, I think a lot of people don't don't even know about that now especially if they just started the game going back and doing some of the, that solo content um it's it's like duels but without having to deal with the fact that like the person you're playing against might have an even more degenerate combo than you do. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Lots of fun to be had there. And then even with the old um, boss fights, you know, even Naxxramas, there's still some crazy combos you can pull off against the Naxxramas bosses. And now, for instance, you have the Cobalt Sticky Fingers, you know, patchwork and the Naxxramas thing just had a weapon and no deck. Well, you steal his weapon, he doesn't have a weapon anymore. 
<laughs> you just beat him to death with his own weapon, and he just sits there. It doesn't do anything. It's kind of funny. So, all right. So, prophecy. Thank you for taking the time to uh, talk with us today. Um, can you let us know how how we can find you uh, after oh. the broadcast? Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, first off, thank you for having me. It's, it's been a lot of fun and great chatting with you both. As far as me, I don't really have a social media presence. I don't really have a, you know, you'll just see me in, you know, certain streams. Um, you'll see me in Martian stream being silly. You'll see me in um, a, a Meowth stream once in a while. You'll see me in you know, Guy Grumpy stream. I don't know if our schedules really sync up much anymore with the, my current employment. Um, where it was working from home was much easier to be on different streams and whatnot. But yeah, I, I don't really have a social media presence. So if you see me in a stream and you want help with something like solo content or brawls or whatever, just hit me up. Um, or you can find me on Discord. Uh, if you want, you can have Guy Grumpy. If your friends, uh, I guess I should, you know, I'll be in Guy Grumpy's Discord and I'll be in there and you can ask me questions there if you'd like. Perfect. I will make sure to add that to uh, the show notes for this episode then. Any final thoughts, Noodle? I just wanted to say thank you for coming on. It was a lot of fun talking about the different uh, tavern brawls and solo content. Man, I can't speak right now. <laughs> well, you're most welcome. Thank but, you for but, having me. Yeah, it's great, great, great being able to talk about those things. I mean, it's definitely uh, part of the the content that that is out there. It's free to enjoy um, on the Hearthstone client, and uh, even though a lot of people think, oh, well, uh, Battlegrounds is the only free content there. Um, no, there's a lot of a lot of free content to to be out there. Um, granted, some of them may require that you have a extensive collection of shaman cards that no one else has but um uh, other than that some of them really are just you can just click and go so that's that's always uh something that people will, will want to access agreed well thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time much love everyone Thanks again for listening to the Happy Hearthstone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider dropping a review on your favorite podcast site. It helps us with our discoverability. You can also drop by the Discord for the Happy Hearthstone, which we'll put in the show notes. But there's a place you can make special requests for types of shows, or simply get set up to be on the show. So thanks again, and stay happy, everyone. <laughs>